Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. So when it comes to boosting your clinic's online visibility, reputation, and increasing referrals, NetHealth's digital marketing solutions has the tools you need to beat the competition. They know you want your clinic to get found, get chosen, and definitely get those five-star reviews on Google. NetHealth has a fun new offer. If you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win, they will buy lunch for your office. If you're already using NetHealth Private Practice EMR, be sure to ask about its new integration. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit. And I have been using them now for a few months, and I my Google rankings have skyrocketed, which is amazing. I got tons of new five-star reviews, so definitely check them out. Again, that's nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary audit and lunch for your office. Now, today's episode, I'm excited to have back on the show Jamie Schreier. So if you've listened to the podcast in the past, you know he is no stranger to the show. He is the founder and CEO of Practice Freedom U and the best-selling author of The Practice Freedom Method, The Practice Owner's Guide to Work Less, Earn More, and Live Your Passion. He is a sought-after speaker on systems, marketing, and elevating the patient experience. Over the past decade, Jamie has helped hundreds of physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, and mental health professionals build their highly successful practices and create more financial security without working longer hours. Don't we all want that? Um, So what we talk about today is uh, developing a growth mindset to achieve greater success, what the biggest problems are that owners face, and how to quote unquote fix them, and what's your goal for the next 30 days? How do you keep your energy tank full? So a really nice, robust discussion around the business of being a therapist, whether that's PTOT speech. Um, and if you missed any of Jamie's last episodes, I highly suggest you go back on to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, listen to the past episodes because they are all chock full of great information that never gets old. So everyone, uh, enjoy today's episode. Hey, Jamie, welcome back to the podcast. I am happy to have you back. I always love having you on. Well, thank you, Karen. I am so happy to be here. And so every time you come on, we talk about some aspect of the physical therapy business, which is great because I know a lot of the listeners want to know more about how to run a business, how to be successful, what's going on in the market. So let's kick it off with What is, in your opinion, the biggest problem facing physical therapy practice owners today? Karen, you're just going, you're just right out of the gate. Like, you're just like, you know what? We're not messing around. Hey, Jamie, tell me about yourself or, or give it. It's just, I'm going fastball down the middle. Either you're going to hit it or you're, you're going to strike out. We're going to be done. Yeah. Um, they, they, They know who you are. You've been hey, on well, enough. Hey, that's a good sign though, right? Yeah. 
Um, what's the biggest problem facing practice owners today? That, that, that's a really great question. And the answer may not be uh, what people might think the answer is. Um, the biggest problem is really what the topic that we're talking about. Simply put, it's how we think. It's just that simple. Um, there, there's, a, there's a simple formula that, that I've been following for, for years now, years and years and years. And basically, it just says how we think, how someone thinks, determines the actions they take. And the actions they take, including their communication and their stuff they do, produces results. And too many times I've heard people that are not happy with their results, whether it's referrals, whether it's revenue, whether it's profit, whether it's hiring, whether it's retention, whether it's time, God forbid people want time and control, um, they don't have that. So if you reverse engineer the result back to, well, why isn't the result the way you want? Is it some strategy? Is it some technique? And the answer is no. It's how an owner thinks. I mean, let me, let me give you an example. We went to school, right? All your listeners went to school. We are highly educated, very smart people. Now, who educated us, right? We had professors in, in, in school and we in, in, in PT school, we had professors who were educating us on what? They were educating us on how to be a clinician, more specifically, how to pass the boards, because that is what schools do. They help you pass the boards, so then you can uh, become a licensed clinician, licensed physical therapist. So you do that for whatever, one year, five years, 10 years, and you have this urge, you have this thing inside you that says, I want to be a business owner. I want to run my own thing. So do you go back to school? Most people do not go back to school, Karen. They don't get an MBA. They don't get any kind of, maybe they read a book, hopefully my book, right? The Practice Freedom Method, plug, shameless plug. But they, they just signed the dotted line and now they're an LLC. And what are they doing? They are making decisions with the brain that was built and created with all of the information of how to be a talented clinician, which they are. But now that same brain is making decisions around business and there lies the problem. Okay. So you just described most physical therapy owners. So how do we fix this? How do we, what do we do? If, well, this is, I, I, if this is our mindset or if this is where we are, this is where we're thinking. And, you know, everybody gets, I think people start their own practice because they want to help people. They want to see patients the way that they feel they should be seen, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Absolutely. So how do we take off the clinician hat and put on the owner hat or, or do we split it in two? How does that work? How do we fix it? Yeah, so there's a great quote uh, by one of my mentors, Dan Sullivan, and it says, the eyes only see, the ears only hear what the brain is looking for. And we've seen this, right? You know, you're, you're thinking about buying a car. You know, the last car I bought was a Jeep, right? I bought a Jeep. I've never seen Jeeps on the road. Oh, my God, I feel like the whole world has a Jeep, right? You're seeing them everywhere, did they magically all of a sudden become more Jeeps in Maryland? No, 
because you started your you started to tell your brain jeeps 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 so it it really starts with recognizing that this is an issue and you don't know what you don't know and karen that's that's hard for a lot of people that was very hard for me because I'm a smart person. I did really well in school. So did you. So did everyone. I haven't really made a million mistakes in my at least academic life. Of course, we wouldn't have been through school. But then you get in the business and you realize that, you know what? I I don't necessarily know how to do this. Maybe I should get help, whatever that means. Like, I think it's just recognizing that I shouldn't be an expert at all this business stuff because I've never been taught. I've never been trained. I haven't done self-development and work on that. I think that's one of the biggest things we just need to recognize. We'll get into, you know, I have some uh, specific things that people can do, some tangible things they can do. But I think I just want to get people just to recognize that that's the issue. Because if you don't think that there's a problem, even though you're working the 50, 60 hours a week, you're not making the revenue you want, um, your, your staff is coming and going, or you can't get them to actually do what you want them to do. So you're taking on some of their job, all those things that we complain about. If you don't actually say, look, you have created this model. So the only way to uncreate this model is to start to change how you're thinking about the business. And that starts with how you think about yourself. You have got to look at yourself as the owner, the CEO, the entrepreneur, the head honcho. You have to see yourself like that. That's scary, right? I don't think about it. I'm just a PT. The problem is that's how everyone else is looking at you. And you have to own that. Now, you are playing multiple roles here. I've said one time, multiple personalities. It's not really multiple personalities. It's multiple roles. But your role as a clinician, own it. When you're treating, treat. But when that ends, you have got to shift your mind to perhaps the role as the director. And then you have to shift your mind to role as the owner. The mindset you have for each of those three is so different, especially between the clinician and the owner. How you see your business, how you see your staff, how you communicate uh, to people, that's very different than a clinical mindset. So I think that's the first thing we have to own it. The, the, the other big thing is success is 90% preparation and 10% perspiration. People may have heard that. They may have heard it in different types of things, 99% this, 1% that. I've heard that before, never really understood what it meant. What does that mean? It means that we are, by human beings, we are naturally doers. We do, do, do. I call it the Home Depot model. You know, uh, more savings, more doing. We're here to help the doers. So doers like to do. They get off on doing stuff. Um, And then those people like to be busy, 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 which seems to be the mantra of everyone nowadays. What are you doing? I'm really busy. But that is very different than being productive. That is very different than being efficient. So being busy is not an owner mindset. An owner mindset is, 
How can I be more productive? How can I run things more efficiently? How do I utilize my time better? That alone will change what you focus on and how you start putting your business together. So this 90% preparation stuff is all about, how about having time to think about your business? If you're busy all the time, constantly filling your schedule with patients, with meetings, with uh, putting out the fires in your business, just constant stuff. Where is your time, Karen, to just think about what is it? Where, where's my business going in the next month or three months or week? You don't have that time. You're just on the hamster wheel of doing, 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 busy, 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 and the results don't really significantly change or worse. They start to improve a little bit, but they improve only because of the effort and the work that you're doing. So now you're trapped because if you shift that, all of a sudden the results will, will go down. So you get trapped by that. So that that, that motto of 90% per, uh, uh, preparation and 10% perspiration and having this uh, shift of you have to slow down, you have to pause, and we have to spend more time getting out of the immediate present. And that is my first mindset shift. Yeah, it's hard to sometimes get out of your business so you could work on it, you know, and how, if you can make that mind shift, I think you still, so you can make the shift of like, Hey, I'm the owner. I need to not just work in my business, but work on it, be creative, things like that. So what advice do you have for people to, let's say once they've gotten that mindset, okay, I'm a business owner. There are other things I have to do here. Right. What, what can they do to get to that, that area of creativity and of, well, let's look at how we can streamline things and, and be more efficient. If you're always like, well, yeah. I have to treat patients because if I don't treat any patients, I don't have any revenue coming in. And that's not good because then I don't have a business. Right. So unless you bought an existing practice, we all come in as what we call it at, at Practice Freedom U, a committed clinician, right? You're a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. That's it. Maybe you have an aide. Maybe you have a part-time PT, PTA or somebody, but it's really just you. Okay. That's how we all come in. That's how I came in. That's how you started your business. We all do that. Now, a committed clinician, the biggest challenge, because the challenges are different between the two examples I'm going to give. The challenges with that person is, well, you got to get busy. And most of your busyness is going to, or you got to get busy, meaning you got to generate more referrals and get your schedule busy. So your job is to start delivering great care, maybe going out, meeting some different referral sources. That's what most of us do. And your schedule will get busier. It always happens. Then there's going to come a point where you're like, I'm running out of time. Every time I start to market, my place gets busy. And when I stop, my place starts to go down. So we call that kind of that roller coaster. And you start teetering on the next level of business ownership. And the next level is called um, overwhelmed operator. Love that term. I, I coined that term years ago because it just describes that type of owner. This owner has hired people 
And when you start hiring people, you probably don't have a lot of organization and systems in place. You're just kind of doing it. You're trying to, you know, I got some good people. I know how to judge people, but you're, you still have your schedule. You're still doing your stuff. And when you hire people, now you're responsible for them. So now all of a sudden this whole HR, this human resources stuff comes into play. And ignorance is an excuse. It doesn't matter if you're ignorant. Like I, I, I broke the law. Department of Labor uh, reached out to me and say, Jamie, um, we got to investigate you because you're doing some illegal actions. I go, what? Well, you're supposed to be paying overtime to certain employees. I'm like, I didn't know that. I thought they were uh, exempt from that. I'm like, no, these are exempt. These, I mean, and all of a sudden I'm like, well, I didn't know that. They're like, well, you're going to find out because we're going to find you. And I'm like, okay, from now on, I will make sure I have someone on my team that knows that stuff. So what happens with the overwhelmed operator, you start bringing in staff. Not only do you have your job now, Karen, but you start taking on other people's jobs. Maybe not the whole thing, but you're taking on a little bit of it, right? And there's reasons for that. The biggest problem with the overwhelmed operator from, a, I call it crossing the stream, crossing, well, sometimes it's a big, big, huge river, crossing over to more of this idea of practice freedom, which I'll get to that in a minute, is there's not organization in place. There's not systems in place. There's no control over one's time because you're busy, busy, busy. That's why I started with the idea of the problem is we're not thinking like an owner. You are still an overwhelmed operator thinking like maybe not only a clinician, but you're probably playing the role of clinical director. Director is not an owner. Director's a leadership position in your company, but it's not where you, the practice owner, needs to be, right? If you're a director, you need to remove yourself from that position. Mm -hmm. So that's where people are. They're in one of those two categories. So if you're if you're commit if you're an over if you're a committed clinician, your job is to start bringing people in. But the more you can bring people in in an organized, systematic, having some things in place way the less overwhelmed you'll be later on. You're still going to be somewhat overwhelmed. It's just kind of part of growing a business. But there's a way to do it where it's not so much. So one of the things that we that, that, that I want to share with the group, one of my mindset shifts that nobody spends any time on, I never did because I thought it was a waste of time, whether you're a committed clinician, whether you're an um, overwhelmed operator, is the mindset shift of the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. I won't get into the story around this, but really what it means is the future is brighter than the present and it's brighter than your past. The future is brighter. You have a vision. You, you have something that you want. Is it written down? Have you taken the time to describe it? John Lennon wrote Imagine, right? Talking about peace and unity. Martin Luther King has, I have a dream. Not I have a project plan. I have a dream. Little kids go to Disney World and Disneyland. But when you get older, you think that's stupid. Why? Because you're too busy doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. You don't step out of the fray and say, where is this all leading to? You and I, before this call, we're talking about, um, you know, 
uh, part of part of the program that you're taking is focusing on, well, what are your personal goals? What's your purpose about? What are you about, Karen? See, we all have something we're about. And when you start to create that and develop that, that gives you your North Star. That starts to give you direction. That's a shift we all have to have to make. You know, I love Bruce Springsteen like the next person, but let's not have Glory Day as our favorite song because that means the best is in the past. So we have to shift that. Why is that important? Because it gives you a, a, a plan. It gives you kind of like the horizon to know the direction you're moving the company. What it also does, little known secret, what it also does is let people that you're hiring know what they're a part of. Most of us, most of the owners, at least I can share my own story. Most of the owners I talk to, Karen, they don't have a clue. They don't have anything written. They don't have a plan. They don't have a vision. They don't even have, they couldn't even articulate just a dream. Like, you know, I just imagine the place being like this. It's usually a half a sentence of kind of sort of, because they're just overwhelmed and busy. And that's the place we have to start. Yeah. And, and I think getting, making that shift in the beginning, I know I can speak, well, I can speak for myself, um, it is uncomfortable of like, well, wait a second. I I'm not in the, in this role. But Why of, so Karen? Why? I agree with you, but yeah. why is it uncomfortable? And, and again, I think it's, it's, I, and again, I'm just speaking for myself. It's hard to like, let go of that control. It's hard to, um, step away from being the clinician because part of my identity as a person and an owner is wrapped around being a really good physical therapist, not an entrepreneur. So what you're really saying is a, there's some fear there mm -hmm. and the fear is, and this has been my experience working with hundreds of practice owners. What if I don't achieve it? Yeah. Karen, I'm not used to failing. What if I don't achieve it? Then I'll feel like a failure. I'm already overwhelmed. I'm already feeling bad about myself. I'm already feeling ashamed that I didn't deliver what I said to my spouse or my friends, what I would do when I opened my practice. See, I think it's more about that fear of failure. And that's one of the things we have to learn to embrace because this isn't school. Business is all about trying things, failing, learning, and trying again. That is business. And if we want to protect ourselves in a little cocoon, you're going to be miserable. And I hate to see that. I was miserable for so many years. You'll never hear anyone say it. Because I've been the I've been the private practice section now for ten years. I've never heard one person ever tell me they're not doing well, even though the odds are eighty five percent of them are. How is that? Because it's pride, and you don't want to tell people that stuff. But it's really happening. So by writing it down, just for you, this is the exercise. Just write it down. Create what's your vision. I don't care if you use six months, a year, two years, something reasonable. But just write it down. If anything was possible, and remember, anything you want to do has been done 100 million times before. There yes. is nothing you're going to want that some other company hasn't created. So 
It's not like it can't be done. But anyone that helps you, you come to me, first thing I'm going to say is, well, what do you want? Well, I don't know. Then how can I help you? I don't know what you're trying mm-hmm. to achieve. If, if, if you're going to hire someone, a good somebody, a good person that is going to work for you, better ask you, so what's your vision? Where are we going with this? Because they're looking mm-hmm. at themselves as, what is my growth opportunity here? So it is your duty as an yeah. owner. And to your point, yes, we as practice owners have an identity crisis. We actually don't know who we are. We have to embrace the fact that we are an owner. I know I'm going against what probably people have said before. You will always be a PT. Yes, you will always have a license. You will always be a PT. But mentally, you have to embrace that you're an owner because you chose to go into business ownership. You didn't have to. It's a free country. You chose it. And there is more that you want. So how about we embrace it? And when you embrace it, it's amazing what you're going to be able to achieve. And you're going to make this whole process a lot more easier. Right now, you're making it difficult because you are battling these two kind of brains. You're battling that clinical brain, that guilt brain, that I don't know who I am. I'm, I'm just a PT. And, oh, but I want this. I want to go on vacation for three weeks. Oh, I want to, I want to make money so I can put money away and, and write a check for college or, or have this or buy this. I want to help more people than I'm doing right now. And right now, I'm not helping enough people. So it's your purpose. Your impact has to be the keys to this. So that's one thing. Um, I do want to share a, another one, if I may. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other uh, growth mindset shift is focus. First one is um, uh, the best is yet to come. The next one is focus. What you focus on, what you pay attention to grows. Now, here's the caveat. It includes crap. You focus on a flower, you cultivate that flower, you put that little seed in there and you water it and take care of it. You're going to get a nice blooming flower. You cultivate that piece of crap and make it really nice. That manure is going to reek real good. So whatever, so what does that mean? What's the manure stuff? It's the stuff that you're doing that's not moving the needle in your business and in your life. It's the things that, although may be important, it's not what you should be doing because you can't do it all. And having the mindset of, I got to do it all. I'm a great multitasker. If I hear one more person tell me how great of a multitasker they are, Mm -hmm. do you realize we are all researchers and science people? There's no, it's impossible for the brain to multitask. It can only focus on one thing at a time. All you're doing is focusing on a lot of one things really, really quickly. And then there's this thing called residue, this delay, right? If you're focused on something for a while and you focus on something else, that dele- that thing stays with it in your brain for a period of time. Come on, get you're not going to have a badge of honor saying what a great uh, 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 multitasker you are. Now I'm not talking about the moms out there. And I, yes, yes, that's a whole nother world, and I've seen it with my wife. But I'm talking about business owners. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. When they do that to me, they do it like they're bragging. And I go, why? Why would you want to do that? You don't even like half the stuff you're doing. Why can't you get rid of it? And then we get back to the identity crisis. Well, I can't let it go. 
And there lies the issue. So focus, having laser focus is like taking a magnifying glass to your business, letting the sun come in and dialing that energy that is so strong, it can burn through wood. You have to have as an owner, and I've never met a successful business owner, entrepreneur, CEO that didn't have laser focus, never in any industry. Never, because they couldn't be in that position. They couldn't have the level of success. I've met CEOs that their company wasn't great. Oh, they're all over the place. I've seen that plenty of times. So I don't necessarily, when I had my uh, practice, I didn't call myself the CEO. I couldn't get around that name. It was too corporate-ish. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. Just think of yourself as you're the leader. This is your business. This is your thing, but it doesn't mean, Karen, that they have to do it all. No one said to do, do it all. You're making this up. You're taking it all on, and it ain't working. If it was working, I'd be like, keep doing more. Do more. Don't worry. We'll add more hours to the day. Do more. We'll take more time away from your family. Do more. It's not working. So focus. How do you focus? Do you ever see the uh, video? Um, the Invisible Gorilla, talk about focus. No. Type in Invisible the Gorilla. It's also called Monkey Business Illusion. So here's what it is. There's six people, three in black shirts, I believe, three in um, white shirts. They're passing a basketball, right? And the, the, the exercise is count how many passes the white shirt people throw to each other. That's it. That's all the directions is. I've seen it before. The first time I saw it, at the end, the person goes, did you see it? And I'm like, see what? There was 18 passes. Yes, the number of passes were 18. Did you see the gorilla? And I went, gorilla? Freaking no gorilla. There was a gorilla that come, I don't want to ruin it for people, but you have to see it. There was a gorilla that comes through the screen that starts dancing around and then walks off the screen. 50% of the people that see it don't recognize the gorilla. This was a psychology experiment by by the person, the psychologist who did this. So being the smart Jamie, I just watched this the other day too. I watched another version of it. Here's what's crazy. Of course, I saw the gorilla because I was looking for the gorilla. But you know what I didn't see? I didn't see the background completely change colors. I didn't see one of the people that were passing the ball leave. Like, it's wild. What the brain is looking for, the brain will see. So we have what's called, and I don't want to get too technical here, but we have what's called a bias. Our brain has a bias, every single one of us. More specifically, it's called a negative bias. No matter how much we think we know, we can't think outside of our own bias. So the way you can kind of play with this a little bit is getting very clear at what you are focused on, thinking through what you're focusing, then executing the plan. That's the only way to get through the bias except to have, and this is what I absolutely recommend, someone else, someone else that's mentoring or coaching you. 
You don't know what you don't know, and you never will, no matter how smart you think you are. And that's one of the problems we have because we are very smart people, but intellectually smart around physical therapy and anatomy. Yeah, that's great, but that's not going to help you with your business, right? So um, what you focus on, what you pay attention to grows. If you want more referrals, if you want more time, then focus on the things that are going to help you do that. But the mindset shift is you have to be very honest with yourself. You have to ask yourself, do I like the results I'm getting? Do I like the income? Do I, I, I know we feel really weird about money and income, but it does pay the bills, right? Can't pay the bills and likes, right? Oh, I got a thousand likes. Okay, well, how much you make? Nothing. Okay, you know, it does take money. It's okay to make money. Um, what about time? Do you have control of your time? We call it freedom of time. Are you controlling your schedule? Are you missing your kids' games? Are you missing events with your friends? Are you doing notes on the weekends? And until 12, I was talking to someone yesterday, they said, Jamie, I do notes until 12 o'clock at night. I go, this is your business. And he goes, yeah, I'm working for a lunatic right now. Right? thought that was kind of funny. So um, so that's, that's the thing. So I, I like to break it down for most of the committed clinicians and overwhelmed operators out there, 30 days. We, we, have, we have a tool called a 30-day sprint. You can use that too. 30-day goals. What's your goal for the next 30 days? Not 90, not a year. 30 days. What is it you want to accomplish? And choose one thing. Karen, just one. Because it's going to be hard for you to choose one because you're used to doing 20 and not achieving really any of them, at least completed. So that's that's an exercise that everyone can do. What area do you want to improve? Um, like I said, I gave you a, I gave a, a bunch of examples. There's one, uh, there's one quote. I'm not monopolizing this conversation, am I? No, yes, no, no. Yes, I am. You know, that you're like, this is great. I have Jamie on and 32 minutes, done. I'm like, thank you. What, one question and I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> one, I'm still answering the first question, right? Um, Henry David Thoreau, great, great quote. It says, um, it's not enough to be busy. So too are the ants. The question is, what are you busy about? So by focusing more, you change your busyness to being intentional with what you're doing. That moves to being productive. The difference between productive and busy is productive is moving towards something that is desired. Busy, it's just activity. And there's a whole dopamine thing that we all have in our brain that, oh, but I, when I'm busy and I, 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 you know, I take a, a post-it note and I throw it and I'm, I feel so good about myself. I'm like, I know. It's that quick dopamine hit that you achieve something. But the reality is you throw all of them away, you keep creating new ones, and then you step back a little bit and you realize you haven't moved anywhere. You're still kind of doing the same stuff you were months ago or even years ago. You know, um, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's one more uh, thing that um, we have. Do we have time? Are we good? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. So there's, there's one more thing I want to I wanna leave your, your audience with, a, a growth mindset tip. And that is, uh, and this is probably... No, nah, but not, not probably. Probably it's the most important one. And on that note, we'll take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and be right back with that most important tip. When it comes to boosting your clinic's online visibility, reputation, and increasing referrals, NetHealth's digital marketing solutions has the tools you need to beat the competition. 
They know you want your clinic to get found, get chosen, and definitely get those five-star reviews on Google. NetHealth has a fun new offer. If you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win, they will buy lunch for your office. If you're already using NetHealth Private Practice EMR, be sure to ask about its new integration. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit. And that is keep your tank full. And when I refer to the proverbial gas tank, I'm referring to your energy level. We have all been in places where we are exhausted. Our energy is zapped. Our brain is fried. And we just want to be left alone. If you have kids, you've been there many a times. If you have lots of patients, you've been there many a times. If you are running a business, you've been there many a times. If you got annoying friends, you've been there many a times. And if something happens when you are in that state of just exhausting, fed up, what's happening is your energy take is low, near empty. A problem happens. How do you see that problem? Well, according to research in our beautiful little amygdala, or my daughter calls it the Amy Degala, when emotion is high, such as when you're exhausted, fed up too much, intelligence is low. Your brain is hijacked. This goes back millions of years ago when the damn tiger's coming after you. You're not going to rationalize the tiger. Your body's going to go into overdrive and start running. However, what hasn't changed, even though we've transformed and we've, 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 we got all this new way and in the neocortex, this is all old school brain stuff. Something can happen and you'll still get that feeling. You'll still get that emotional, like, oh my God, I got to react to something. And when your energy is low and your tank is low, you start to make really bad decisions. And when you make a bad decision with your friend, you yell at her, right? You yell at your friend, you yell at your kids, you yell at your spouse, you yell at your boyfriend and girlfriend or whoever, you yell at people. And then later on, you say, I wish I didn't, I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. But when you make a bad decision in your business, oh boy, this is a decision that will that could cost you thousands of dollars or tens of thousands. I've seen hundreds of thousands of dollars with literally one decision. It can cost you employees. It can cost you culture. It can cost you time. And it can cost you a hell of a lot of frustration. Now, imagine you're making these types of decisions, some grander than others, all the time. That's what's happening, Karen. We are making way too many decisions when our tank is well below halfway and we're doing nothing to bring our tank back up to full. What is a full tank? A full tank is your highest, most creative, innovative place. It's the place that you just feel on top of the world. It's the place of the highest level of confidence. It's the place that your friend says something stupid and you're like, oh, you're foolish and come on. But that same person says something when your tank is empty, you're going to bite her head off. In business, you have someone asking you a question or someone coming to you for the umpteenth time 
that. So if I want to take off next week, what, what do I have to do? And you just blow up on the person. Next day, you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, whatever. That person doesn't forget something like that. And when you start doing that and you start reacting, there's a difference between reacting and responding. Responding is what we do when the tank is full. Reacting is what we do when the tank is near empty. Reacting is an emotional response. Responding is a rational response. So what can we do? The fastest thing you can do when your tank is down is evoke physiology, what we do. So what's going to turn around? Deep breaths. Count to 10. Take 10 deep breaths. I guarantee whatever the problem is, it will subside and you will think differently about it. Exercise. I know for me, when I exercise, God, I feel great, right? Anytime, and I've, I've, I've infused this, I'm not perfect at it, but I've infused this, especially over the last few years, especially last year during COVID, when I, I think I might've come on here and you're like, Jamie, what's the secret of dealing with COVID? Pause, just pause, just stop, just take care of yourself, take care of your team, like just personally. So um, a great thing to do is, don't make any decisions until after you exercise. I don't care if it's a walk. I don't care if it's, you know, basketball. I don't care if it's a round of golf, if you consider that exercise. Um, whatever it is, running, you will think differently about the issue. If you have a problem with an employee, take some deep breaths and pause. Do not address it in a high level of emotional state. This if you just stop doing this so often, I will promise you your business will get better. I promise. Because you'll just stop making these decisions that you don't even realize. We don't even realize we make these decisions. But then all of a sudden problems happen and then we justify why. And I guarantee, at least with me, the justification was, well, Jamie, it's because you're in a high emotional state. That's why this problem. No, I start looking for someone to blame. I look for the problem, the answer to the problem somewhere outside of where it really came from. That gets expensive. That causes you then to hire people you shouldn't hire. To, to pay, I, mean, I paid so much money in, in marketing and stuff like that. Why? I was in a really bad emotional state and I was just trying to solve it, writing a check on it. It wasn't it. It wasn't it. It wasn't a rational thought through issue. And I did that again and again, and I did that with a lot of other problems too. So, um, you know, when emotions are high, intelligence is low, Karen, this isn't an opinion. This is a fact. We like facts as PTs. This is a fact. So pause 10 seconds, 10 deep breaths, exercise before decision. And you don't have to wait for your, for your tank to get low. I know we do that, like I'm, I'm one of those, not only does the light come on, but that, that thing gotta be at the line or even below the line for me to go to the gas station. We can't do that with ourselves. When that thing gets around half, half full, it's time. Start, start doing some things. Put this into your regular routine. Here's what I've learned over the years. I didn't realize this until I started talking to a bunch of people around this particular point of keep your tank full. 
and I don't know the exact number, but it's overwhelmingly more than I would say 80%. When you, when you get busier, when things get busier at work, in the office, there's one thing that you sacrifice more than anything else. That's your self-care. You exercise normally, you stop going to the gym, right? You do yoga, you stop it. You meditate, you stop it. You go, you stop the thing that actually is keeping you sane and keeping you mentally strong and mentally fit. That's when you have to pause and say, I'm the most important person in this company. My thinking and how I think about this business affects everyone in the business, including the staff and the patients and the community. So when I'm feeling like that, I know it's time to do some serious take care of me time. Yeah, absolutely. So now if we start to, we'll start to kind of wrap things up here. So I just want to review some of the things that you said that uh, physical therapy owners can do to kind of change their mindset around them being clinician, a PT, uh, an owner to help them be successful. So you just talked about not making decisions on an empty tank or a near empty tank. Uh, we talked about, um, changing, uh, we talked about some little like mindset tricks and tips and things like that. What else? Well, the, the three things that specific things that we talked about, cause a lot of them have to do with that is um, growth mindset tip number one, the best is yet to come. The exercise for that is take 15, 20 minutes. You can, you can, you can handle that. Write down what the heck you want one year from today. One year from today, if you and I had a conversation and we were going to look back onto this moment, what would happen for you to feel happy about your business, about your bank account, about your family, about your personal life? What would you, what would have to happen? Write that down. I don't care if it happens or not. No one's going to call you on it. But I want you to go through what it feels like to actually put that down on paper. Don't type it out on the computer. There's something special about writing it out on paper, mm -hmm. right? Hand to paper. Okay. So that's number one. That's number one. Number two, focus. Growth mindset number two, focus. What we focus, what we pay attention to grows. So what are you focused on? One thing for the next 30 days. What is one outcome, one goal that you want? Once you do that, reverse engineer that and then say, okay, in order to achieve that goal, what, what do I have to achieve this week? Say that exact line. What do I have to achieve for this week? Do that four weeks in a row. And I promise you, I promise you, call me out if I'm wrong, you will be either hit the goal, go way past the goal, or make significant progress. What you won't be is where you are. Excellent. And then so that's the third is the keep, empty tank. Keep your tank full. If you get into a high level of emotional state, resist making decisions. Or if you have to make a decision, deep breaths, um, count to 10, exercise, something that helps you increase your energy level. And then, of course, the second part of that is incorporate that on a regular basis. Every day, maybe 
couple days a week, three days a week, but on a regular basis. And for whatever you do, no matter how busy and crazy life gets, do not sacrifice your time. Your self-care is the most important thing there is. You are not a hero by killing yourself. You don't strengthen the weak by weakening the strong. You killing and sacrificing yourself is not helping anyone. You don't need to do that. And then, of course, the overarching thing that we've talked about is, you know, some of the ideas around really thinking of yourself and considering yourself and talking about yourself as a business owner, right? If you're treating, you know, treat, that's great. But other than that, you own a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. All right. Where can people find you? You want to learn more. Yeah, learn more. You can just go to my website, uh, practicefreedomu, the letter U.com. I got some goodies on there. Um, uh, you can download my book on there. Um, what I would recommend if people want to dive in deeper with me um, and, and just kind of, you know, you want to have a conversation, I am offering uh, what we call a discovery call. And um, we'll see kind of where you are mentally. We'll see where your mindset is. We'll see where your business is. And we'll see uh, if there's ways we can help you. We do have programs. Uh, we'll see if it's, uh, if it's the right fit for you. If not, definitely give you some things that you can do. In the meantime, maybe point you in some other directions. So you can go, um, I'm sure you'll put that in, but you can go to practicefreedomu.com slash discovery call. Perfect. And yes, this will all be in the show notes at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com under this episode. So last question, Jamie, what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh my God. Overcome your ego, Jamie. It's okay. You don't know everything. Enlist some help, invest in yourself, invest in your business. It will pay off dividends in the future, not only to you, not only to your family, but for everyone that's around you, including your staff and community. Excellent advice. I love it. I love it. And I feel like you've given different pieces of advice each time you've been on. Very impressive. Um, Because I've asked this question before and the advice is always different. So well done you. Um, So thanks so much for coming on and sharing. This was great advice for anyone who is a current owner or who is maybe thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. So I thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Karen. Yeah. And everyone who's listening, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. And a big thank you to Jamie for coming back onto the podcast again and sharing all that great information on the business side of physical therapy. And of course, thank you to NetHealth. So again, they have a fun new offer. If you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win, they will buy lunch for your office. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit. Because if you're a business owner, we all know we want to boost our clinic's online visibility, reputation, and referrals. Again, head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.